Mindset Podcast. We're your guide as you make your way through life, getting better 1% every day. We believe that life is lived and true victory won through adversity. Nothing easy is ever worth it. We believe in the warrior ethos and support those that choose to walk that path. Man, I'm glad to have you here. Gene, I have to say, <laughs> it's awesome to finally be here. <laughs> <laughs> How long do we, I mean, we've been trying for like a year. Oh my God. Yeah, we've, we've, uh, yeah, it's been a minute. Been busy. My uh, schedule's been uh, a little, a uh, little crazy. So let, before we start, so you said this Jocko goes pretty, uh, pretty good, huh? I like it. All right. Is this like a, we're going to give him a plug, Jocko go? Does Not this, on purpose. Right. <laughs> Not on purpose. <laughs> See if it works. My first Jocko go. Oh, let's see what you think. Not bad, right? Get up. <laughs> Get busy. <laughs> go. Go. <laughs> it hurts good. Not bad. What's your whistle? Yeah. It's pretty healthy. Not bad. What flavor is that? Ah, oh, what is actually? that? Flavorful explosion of mango. It's passion fruit mango. <laughs> mango mayhem. Of course. The mango mayhem. Of course. He's got a couple that are pretty weird, but. Yeah. yeah. I like it all right. It's good stuff. It's not a whole lot of stuff in it. You know, I had to I had to cut down my caffeine. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I had one of those, because you had one of the big Yetis, and I had one of those um, myself, and I would drink like, three of those a day yeah that's too much if i could if you know i've thought about just loading up a camelback and throw on coffee <laughs> coffee camelback yeah and pour, <laughs> pour the pour the little foo-foo frothy <laughs> on the top and stuff <laughs> yeah absolutely that would, see now we're on to something that'd be an invention and we could probably sit here and laugh about it and someone buy we it. could probably make millions maybe it was like when i was a rookie cop and you know putting handcuffs on and having to double lock them in the dark <laughs> Years ago in the early 90s, I'm like, wow, it'd be awesome to have a flashlight on a handcuff key mm. and laughed it off. And then guess what? There, kind there of they are. Handcuff keys with lights on. Really? So, yeah. You missed. Yeah. Swing and a miss. <laughs> well, it was giving me anxiety. Yeah. That much coffee. Yeah. I don't know about you. I'm, I'm like, I don't normally have anxiety. Like, you know, when you say the word anxiety. Yeah. But what I do is I'm sort of obsessive compulsive about like interactions with people. No. <laughs> So like, I would just like spin on these yeah. conversations that I'd have, like all night. Yeah, and then I realized that it's the coffee, and then I cut down to like one of those a day, and yeah, gone. Really? And I don't give a shit what anybody says. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I mean, I, I still do, but yeah, it was the coffee for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Kathy, um Exercise science over at the University of South Carolina, they were doing a uh, study on uh, the effects of caffeine. Okay. And uh, for specifically for law enforcement and military personnel, I'm not sure if he's done his dissertation on it or not yet, but uh, I participated in the study. And oh. it was, it was, uh, I don't, I don't know if uh, they were given uh, caffeine pills. I don't know if I got oh. the, the real thing or the placebo, but uh, okay. it was, um, they put, uh, they have the bod pod to get your BMI and, so I get at it, and of course, you know, I take up a lot of real estate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like I'm about I'm not good on the cat crack. scans either. I don't fit in eggs very well. Um, and then they had a cognitive um, test where you have to hit the light when it flashes. Mm. So you stand there looking at the board. I forget the name of the board, and it gives you a math problem. And you know, so like two plus two—that's easy. That's eight. And. Uh, <laughs> 
but they would there would be some, some of the some of the math questions i'm like Shh, i don't know that i don't i just went math yeah. <laughs> and hit a button and then there was a uh, there was a, a kind of a plyometric uh deal um which they had tied into a video game where you're doing different uh, movements and stuff and uh uh, and then a shooting uh, mm-hmm. on the simulator, which was uh, was pretty neat. The simulator messed up a couple of times on us, but uh, it's like a little shaky. Yeah, it was pretty. It, <laughs> no, it just wasn't registered oh, the, the okay. hits like they need. Um, but uh, it was a pretty neat test. Um, okay. And uh, so I'm kind of curious to see what the, the actual outcome on it on it is. No because, kidding. Because yeah, when I pound caffeine, especially when I'm tired, I can definitely feel it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and, a, it's a weird feeling too. Yeah, because I'll hit two and three of those yetis a day. Yep. And, I mean, uh, I was there with you. Yeah, yeah, and uh, just you know, with the schedules we keep, it's, like, it's a it's probably a bad thing when coffee doesn't keep you awake. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> like, what what has happened to you? But yeah, like, I'm, I'm tired. I'll have coffee before bed. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it, it, and the, the thing is, a lot of people don't get it is that, of course, a lot of our anxiety is self imposed, but that's business. When you own a yeah, business, yeah, 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 yeah. you take everything. It was, oh man, you got it made. No, when you got to think about payroll and rent and insurance, shit and rolls downhill. Man. Everything that goes yeah. with owning businesses, yeah. it's a lot. Stress. You know? it, it is, but it's our stress. Yeah. I mean, I'll take it. Yeah. Well, that's a good point. You um talk about you a little bit. I mean, you're, you're now a business owner, but tell me a little bit about, I mean, I know, but for the sake of the show here, like, Where'd you come from? What's your history? Well, when I was three, (laughs) too far back. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, you know, as you know, I started out, uh, you know, in the Navy as a uh, propulsion engineer in the Navy. Um, And um, after that, I went to uh, college down in Miami at uh, FIU for a minute, failed every course. Um, And uh, it (laughs) true freshman. Worked uh, worked at Penrods down on South Beach, which was uh, uh, a very interesting uh, place back in the uh, early nineties. Mm-hmm. Uh, left there, uh, ended up moving back to South Carolina because started my law enforcement career. And uh, you're and from South Carolina originally, Myrtle Beach. Uh, okay, right. and uh, God, almost thirty years later, mm-hmm. um, you know, retired again, and it's just. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting old. <laughs> we all are, man. Yeah, just you know, as you know, went, went back uh, here uh, in January as an interim chief uh, for a little bit, and uh, mm-hmm. did that, and then uh, punched out, and uh, and I'm done. I can comfortably say I'm I'm done. Okay, you know, are you all, sure? Ninety percent. <laughs> <laughs> right. It was hard to. I mean, the right opportunity with the right circumstances. So you know, as a consultant doing strategic management mm-hmm. studies for law enforcement agencies and other government and corporate uh, entities, it's transactional. I go in, okay. consult, get a paycheck, and I right. leave. Right. Purely transactional. Okay. But going in as an interim chief, putting a uniform back on, building the relationship with the officers like I did, it was yeah. a different investment, uh, and I had skin in the game. And there's some some fantastic um, officers that I had the opportunity to to, uh, to work with and lead there. Yeah. And... Uh, um it uh you know so it was, a, it was, it was just different it's hard and to leave them on their own yeah yeah, yeah it was not yeah. an easy decision but right. you know i have um i've got a lot of responsibilities you know to to myself and my family and and businesses that uh, yeah need my attention and you know my schedule is demanding enough you know with travel 
Um, so as you know, I just got, got back in country. I was home for yeah. like two days and I had, know. had to go out to Los Angeles and keep know. like, Hey, can you be on the show? Well, yeah, but I got to go here. <laughs> like, okay, well one day. Or you talk to me the day before I'm at home and yeah. then the next day Wait, what? on the West coast. Yeah. It's kind of cool though. Yeah. I mean, I know you probably get tired of that, but it's kind of cool. Listen, it's it, kind of a cool life. It, it's been a fun ride. It's been very unexpected. You know, um, I've uh, I've had the opportunity to do a lot of amazing things, meet yeah. a lot of amazing people. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my success, you know, I, I attribute to, to one, I'm not afraid to put the work in. Uh, I don't take no for an answer very uh, well. And most mm. importantly, the people that I surround myself with. Mm. Um, and, you know, it, it's my team. That's they're the ones that that really, you know, make it happen. Yeah. You know, and um and it's it's been great i mean you included you know you, you you've you've contributed a lot I appreciate it. uh to help uh you know from the web development and stuff like that which has it's been fantastic uh and uh and you know also from the friendship and base bouncing each other you know ideas from yeah, a business that's perspective important. yeah it is you know inventing mm -hmm. um because we can vent to each other and we we get it yeah you know if yeah. you if you vent about business related stuff somebody that's not in business yeah, they just think you're bitching yeah and they don't they don't uh it doesn't resonate with them yeah. they, you know like it does with us but um but yeah it's definitely been an adventure and uh you know my ride or die of course is tracy Mm -hmm. um she's right there every step of the way <laughs> and uh you know she's she's deployed right now so i, was, I, can I was talk, gonna say yeah. i could talk trash and, oh. but i'm not uh, i'm still i'm yeah. still afraid yeah she'll be back soon uh, yeah yeah and she'll what she'll do is she'll pull up her phone and say remember this <laughs> really yeah wow yeah well she is a, she's a lawyer right no paralegal paralegal yeah. okay well she's the i think she's the, in she, that world she's yeah. taking notes i think <laughs> she's the the chief paralegal on this task force uh, okay for for where she's at <laughs> and uh yeah she's a lot meaner than a lawyer <laughs> she's well you kind of i mean you blew over you blew through a bunch of stuff you were like you know law enforcement whatever but you yeah. were tell me about your involvement in the swat teams um start what you do yeah so with uh when i was you know younger and start off um when i was at the uh the sheriff's office mm -hmm. Um, I, uh, started out as, as just SWAT team member. Okay. Uh, it was kind of funny cause you know, uh, they, the agency really didn't have a formal tryout at the time. I mean, this was back in you know, the mid nineties Okay. and, uh, the, the, the guy that was on the team before me was pretty close to my size. So the tactical vest, <laughs> were like, you fit the so I'm like, whatever, you know, it's that my, my, at least that's what my team leader told me. Uh, <laughs> great guy. You're only here um, because you fit the vest. Yeah, pretty much. Nice. I'm like, okay, yeah, great. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it, it's been an adventure for sure, but started out, uh, you know, just, um, as a SWAT team member and went into, uh, you know, various roles from, uh, you know, a breacher to you okay. know, being a sniper, um, to a uh, training officer for the team, uh, element leader. And ultimately I was the division commander for special operations. Um, yeah, I had a fantastic time there. Uh, a lot of good, good people as well. Um, and, um, then, uh, you know, uh, life took a turn and start, you know, business wise, I started, you know, my business is sword international mm. in 98 kind of as a part-time hobby. And, since then it's grown we rebranded um probably around 10 years ago i'm guessing i can't keep up with time anymore yeah what is time anyway yeah you know and then now you got to do covid math 
You know, when did COVID yeah, hit? Yeah. Let's see, that was two and then plus and then yeah. minus. And yeah. I whatever. still think 2000 was like five yeah. or 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So it doesn't register. But uh, we re rebranded uh, as uh, MER Strategic. And um, because in 07, the only thing we were doing was tactical training for law enforcement and military organization, right. mostly law as enforcement. As a private entity. As a private entity. Yeah. Um, and when the housing market crashed and budgets dried up and fuel prices rose, you know, agencies are having to rob training budgets to pay for fuel. Yeah. So I had to, um, you know, take a step back, um, and kind of look at different, you know, options because there was nothing happening trading wise that mm. was generating income. So, um, I had a friend of mine that I used to teach for a company based out of California as an adjunct instructor. And he asked me to come out and, and uh, he was an LAPD guy and they used to team us up all the time to go and teach together uh, around the country and, and also some international stuff. And he's like, Hey brother, come out and work the, uh, the Grammys with me. I think this was like in, this was like actually Oh five. So this was, this was actually before, the uh the crash so i went out and did um did the grammys with him it's like three days of work work with the lincoln park which was pretty cool and that's like security like yeah yeah was that did, security planning or like no no, no security? We, we did uh we did the the personal protection okay, side on that you. okay um there was uh you know six members in the band so each there were six of us each one of us had a member of the okay. band and uh and uh it was it was definitely uh uh a lot of fun it was at the <laughs> state you know the staples center in los angeles and uh it uh the the, the one th one thing that was that i still remember that was they still bust my balls over <laughs> is we're on the red carpet so so you have the this the, the staple center if you just picture way up here mm -hmm. and then come down path and way down here is where all the red carpet stuff is so they have all the press and everything oh. and then you got to kind of go through a little tented corridor to get up to where the staple center and then okay. go through screening so before um before we got there we went to to a really good italian restaurant um before uh before the grammys and you know we're in tuxes and stuff and um so we're getting about high and now lincoln park was was performing with paul mccartney and they were also up for for an award okay so they're having to stop at every press out uh right outlet you gotta and, take pictures and and yeah so uh as usual we're you know we're all on comms and we're, we're just kind of shooting the shit on comms mm -hmm. and uh and i start kind of sweating i'm like oh man <laughs> then my, my my stomach bloom and i'm like oh god i gotta go i said <laughs> i called i called my buddy and i'm like i was like hey brother i need somebody to watch my guy <laughs> he's like what i said i gotta go <laughs> he goes, where you go? I gotta, go. I gotta, I gotta poop. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I, I'm having to just casually walk down, you know, the the yeah. edge, edge of the carpet there and kind of get past it by without drawing, you know, any attention. Man, I hit that back tenant. That's thing. a mission. And brother, it felt like a ten mile <laughs> run to get to the Staples Center because that was where That's the closest funny. bathroom was. Right. And uh, so, so it's all the behind the scenes antics that, that make it so much yeah, fun. Yeah. And, and we still get mileage out of it this many I, years yeah, later. Yeah. But, but anyway, um, I got, I did that. That was just, you know, a, a two day gig. Yeah. Because uh, we had some stuff the day before and then the day of the Grammys. Then um, in 06, I went out with um, 
uh, system of a down, which mm. was, was really cool. Cause I was a big fan of theirs. And it's just funny that, and yeah. uh, uh, did a short uh, six week run with them on Oz, cool. Ozfesto six. It's very cool. So then bump forward a year later, you know, that's when they had the crash and all, all the training funds, you know, stopped. And I was, I was still working. Uh, I'd gone to a small agency just because, um, business, you know, was doing well. And it was obviously that young, the kids were still young mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, it just paid so much better. Um, and in 07, um, I got, uh, asked to come out on tour with, um, with a, a artist named Josh Groman, mm -hmm. awesome guy. I've been with Josh now since 07. And, um, it was, uh, I think the first run was about eight months. Wow. Guessing. Wow. Something like that. I mean, we did a lot of cities, a lot like of a countries. Tour. Yeah. It was a full tour. Yeah. Um, and it was his, uh, world tour is the awake tour, which was world tour. Okay. And, uh, but you know, since then, you know, not to lay out the whole history of it, but because of, um, the, the one, the level I came in at, which very fortunate, you know, a lot of guys that go into the, the music industry and you know, at the end of the day, we're roadies at the end of the day, everybody else, sure. you're a roadie and you sure. embrace the term. It's, uh, uh, mm. you know, it, it's a, it's a really fun, um, industry um uh, yeah you know like it, it really is and there's a lot of good people uh i've learned a lot you know i like to learn what other people out there do mm. especially when because there's two facets there's there's venue security so whenever somebody goes to a concert and you see the orange shirts fire ems sure. ushers right so we're behind the scenes on the venue side advancing that before we get there tell them hey here's what we need here's where we need it um and um you know the time hacks where we need people and we have to run, we have to do the budget, the whole nine yards. Mm. And then you also have to manage that while you're on site to make sure that, that the people you're paying for, the number of people you're paying for are actually on their post and, yeah. and there because some, you know, some places, uh, you know, people don't show up and they'll still leave it on the, the budget. So you right. got to be able to try to do your best. You know, when you're mm. doing arenas and stadiums, it's almost impossible. Cause it's a lot of moving. Yeah. Points. Yeah. Cause you know, I don't, I don't have the time to go and okay, check everybody's, yeah. everybody's there. But, um, you know, I've had the opportunity to work with everybody from, you know, Ozzy Osbourne to, to Josh yeah. and everything in between. It's very cool. And, uh, you know, just picked up a new client. I'll leave my name right now. And, and, yeah. uh, uh, just got back from LA and going out with, uh, with his band in, uh, in August. So, um, that'll be fun. Yeah. It's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be fun. But, yeah. you know, I, I started all of this, um, just because I'm so passionate about the training. I think it's very important. Yeah. Um, you know, I had a good, good friend of mine killed, um, in the line of duty. Uh, I was a trooper. I uh, got shot and killed mm. And that same year. My roommate got shot and killed. Uh, he did like two months prior and moved out Shit. Moved in with somebody with a girl, but, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, and so that kind of, uh, that kind of resume that re resonated, resonated with yeah. me um as far as from a training aspect because i felt it was very important um to get all the skills i could you know to to be able to do my job uh, efficiently and uh and then also wanted to pass those skills on and uh to people and you know and i've, I've been in business I've, I've had the opportunity to make a lot of money doing what i do mm -hmm. but there's no payment um that I have ever experienced better than somebody coming up to me and saying, Hey, I came through your class and your technique saved my life. Wow. That's you know? incredible. 
it, it is. And oh, yeah. the techniques I'm teaching, it's not stuff I've made up. It's things that, that, that right. I've you, learned from other people and, you know, everybody wants to coin their own stuff. I'm a big believer on the basics. Yeah. You know, you get really, really good at the basics yeah. and always look for work. You know, I can sit here and give a million mm -hmm. cliche terms, but you, you have to have that, that foundation. And in the training world, too many people, in my opinion, for what it's worth, and, you know, I'm sure I'll have some haters on it, but try to coin all these fancy things and teach people, especially in law enforcement, these fancy things. Yeah, but what sense. you have to, to look at is you've got a broad demographic of adult learner that you have to be able to appeal to how they learn. Yeah. But then what's that retention rate going to be? Because I could teach, say, an active shooter course, and those officers may not get that training or anything close to it for a year or longer. And yeah, that's yeah. So, but basics and you make the training fun. You make it yeah. safety is always paramount, but you make it fun to where, because if you, you yeah. know, that's and that's true. just me, that's my personality. I think you're onto it's, something, man. If, if something's fun, because we've all been to classes where you have the talking head, blah, blah, blah. I was just but, thinking how many you know, like seminars I've been to where I couldn't, I couldn't recall mm -hmm. right now. I could recall the people. Like famous UFC fighters, but what they taught, I don't. Fucking, yeah, I don't remember any of the stuff they yeah. taught. It, it's um, it, you know, that, that's just me. I, yeah. I I like to make things fun, and I like repetition. Well, I think about that too. Like, I I, I do uh every quarter with USC, I do a um a women's self defense yeah thing. It's like an hour, and I think like for most of these people, this is the only hour they're gonna get of this. Yeah. Like, what am I? What what could I? What could I give you in an hour? Yeah, that's gonna actually help you if you're, you know. So yeah. you gotta it's basics, basic block yeah. and tackling, simple things. Yeah. Hopefully you remember it. And that's and, it. That's all yeah. you got. And and depending on who it is and how how long you have them for, then you can adjust fire. And, we have and, had six months. Out on yeah, badass when we're done. You but, could scale the training. Yeah. But um, you know, it's um, you know, I get people for a short period of time. Um, when I teach instructor courses, I, my format's totally different than, than anything I've ever been to. And what I've done essentially over the years is, is go to all these schools. I mean, when I, when I was a rookie, I'd call different agencies and say, Hey, here, here, here's who I am. I'm a police officer. Can I come train with your SWAT team? Or can I come, you know, to a training yeah. day or whatever? And I'd seek it out. I've spent a lot of money going to, you know, private training to governmental schools mm -hmm. through Fletsy and other places and getting certifications. And a lot of it's been on my own time, but that's, you know, an investment in me. And I tell people, you know, also that, uh, you know, if you want to succeed, whether it's in business or your, 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 your law enforcement career, or corporate, you know, sector, wherever you're at, you have to invest in yourself. You've got to take yeah. that time and invest in yourself. You know, I used to hear officer, well, my agency should issue me this holster. Yeah. Well, you know, if they issue a piece of crap holster and you want a level three holster, go buy it. You know, so yeah, and well, I'm not spending money. I'm like, well, how much is your life worth? <laughs> you know, and uh, yeah, man, you're in a job that's specific to yeah. needing that thing. Yeah, and uh, you know, it's uh, I have I have gone through more gear over the I'm years. Sure. Uh, I'm it, sure. Just trying stuff out, buy something, you know, take it out and train with it, yeah. and don't like it, and so it goes in a box. Yeah, and. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. Some of the stuff that I've come across and I put it on eBay and Oh really? Oh yeah. <laughs> Used on SWAT sold oh, you know, no. <laughs> for more than I bought it for uh, 20 okay. years ago uh, you know, or hey, whatever. Bro, take yeah. advantage of it. But, uh, yeah, the, uh, but from the law enforcement perspective on my, my career side, man, it's, it's been, 
it's been fantastic. Yeah. I've, I've, you know, really enjoyed, uh, everything I've done, um, opportunities I've had, you know, good times and bad times. You have them in every industry. Sure. You know, it's what it is, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm staring down the barrel trying to find that big Oak tree to sit under and, <laughs> and finish out my days, you know, that's, well, uh, let's talk about the, the planning. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, do you, I, I was, I forget what it was, but I sat in on something you were doing. Might've been over at, um, the dojo we've, we've trained in before. Um, my, the dojo I trained in, mm-hmm. you were going over some security stuff or something. I don't remember, but it struck me just how much planning there was, um, and thoughtfulness put into the way you structure all those yeah. pages. I mean, so it's sort of a twofold question. I mean, like, how do you get good at that? <laughs> uh, honestly, is one have zero ego. Okay. For it, you know, and 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 I'm as a type as I get, but when it comes to that stuff, um, and, you know, take for instance when I started flying, I went in there with a clean slate, and I wanted to be a total sponge because I'm coming mm. from skydiving. I understand the because when you when you're jumping and you're under canopy, you're flying, you're a pilot, you're piloting okay. a wing. So all the, all the principles of flight apply. Hmm. So I had the basic concepts. I had the basic knowledge of an aircraft, but I knew shit about flying being the pilot. Right. So I wanted to be a really good pilot. So I asked a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. I read, I watched videos, you know, and, and I, I grilled my, my, uh, my flight instructor, yeah, you know, for instructors, cause I flew with several different ones. Uh, the cool thing while I was on tour with a client, I was able to fly in different States, get with an instructor oh, in, wow. in each place. So flying out of, you know, I started flying out of Fairfield. So that's all pine and typical South Carolina, yeah. uh, landscape. And then, uh, Boise, Idaho. Oh, was but that's next. totally different. Yeah. And so the experience, there's no know, mountains there, around here. And I think, <laughs> and I think when I got out there, I might've been just over like 10, 12 hours. Oh boy. And so flying there, your reference points are all different, but you know, it's like, there's a big gorge. We flew over yeah. the gorge. Okay. So your wind's different. Your, your temperature yeah, varies, yeah, yeah. you know, so there's a lot of things that affect, mm. you know, um, the, the, the aircraft, um, you know, in, in California, it's able to fly out over the ocean, which was oh, awesome. Cool. You know, so I had a lot of good things, but, but yeah, there to get good at it, you just, you've got to put the time in, you've got to put the, the, the time into, and not only, you know, the, the research aspect of it and the studying, but, mm-hmm. but also the practical application of it. It's just like, you know, learning a language. First time I went to Brazil in 01, um, to teach, uh, there was a, a big team of instructors. We went down there and we were teaching three separate courses. And at the end of, um, the two weeks, we brought them all together and did a, a full mission profile exercise. So, I was teaching uh, with my guys the um, the SWAT school for uh, the uh, Brigada Militar, which is their military police okay. and their SWAT team in Fortaleza, Brazil. We were the first American police officers to teach in Fortaleza. Uh, we got uh, merit awards from Secretary of Defense for that state. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's it cool. was yeah, it was really a, a amazing opportunity. But nobody spoke English. Yeah. So I had my uh, my uh, mm. interpreter with me and. We all, everybody had a Terp and we'd share a hotel room. So day one, I was having a hard time getting in the groove of, you know, teaching this class mm. 
through him. Yeah, and it was of, supposed to be a hard class. We're supposed to be hard on these guys. So I can't really yell. At, I'm yelling yeah. at them, but they don't know what the hell I'm saying. They probably get a few of the cuss words. But so when <laughs> I, I just went, know you're yelling. Yeah. So when I went back that first night, um, I wrote a whole list of stuff out that I wanted to, to learn. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so the next day when I went back, we were starting out some exercises <laughs> and uh, there was a, one of the majors uh, that was in the class. He looked like a, a Brazilian John Belushi. Okay. I mean, just, and he embraced it. Dude did cartwheels okay. and everything it was hilarious. <laughs> and and uh, so we were getting ready to start an exercise and, uh, and I looked at him and I said, pronto, which means ready. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, Vai, vai, poa, vai. And, you know, poa is the F word okay. in Portuguese. And okay. vai, you know, is go and quahe is run. You know, so he's like, this I start screaming good. at him. And he's, he did, he, he's trying to process the fact that I'm speaking to him yeah. now in Portuguese. <laughs> it's like, what the? And he starts laughing. He, I mean, dude yeah. almost started hyperventilating. It, it, it was hilarious. So uh, I'd been down there several times, uh, you know, since then. Still have a, a really good relationship. Just had a police commissioner here for uh, a couple of instructor courses. Cool. Um, and uh, so, again, you know, I wanted to learn the language. Yeah. So I applied um, my time to learning the language and learning a skill. That's all anything is, whether it's, yeah. you know, uh, doing a podcast. Right. How'd you get good at doing podcasts? I've watched them. Did a bunch of them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, some aren't so good. <laughs> no, you you limp through them. Yeah, um, and, uh, and and until you get your groove and you get in here and you mm -hmm. get good at it, I've seen your studio develop. I think it's fan it's fantastic. Thank you. Studio's got a wow factor. I just walking in, I'm like, I hope so. yeah, yeah, it looks great. <laughs> it's a room. Um, yeah, yeah, but you're having fun with it. Yeah, and if you don't have fun with it, you're not gonna you're not yeah, gonna get good at it. There's so many people that would say like, well, that's not. I'm not getting paid to do learn Portuguese. Yeah, yeah. So you're probably the, not going to be the one running the course either. What's the investment you're putting into yeah. yourself? You right. know, if you have that negative mindset to where you yeah. don't want to learn yeah. and you're not teachable, then you're, you're putting a governor on yourself. Yeah. It, you're only going to, you're only going to do so much in life. Yeah. And, and then that's it. Yeah. yeah. There was that, um, uh, was that term that was, it was, I haven't heard it recently, but it was, uh, they call it quiet quitting. Yeah. Where it's like just doing the minimum yeah. of what you're being paid to do. Yeah. And I, I get it. I mean, if you're if you're working like a minimum wage job at you know McDonald's, like yeah, yeah, just do what they're paying you to do. But like, if you're a professional, you, I mean, it's not that there's an expectation from your employer to do more. Right, so you should have that in yourself to want to get better. Yeah, absolutely. I think absolutely. I mean, what's the point otherwise? Like, yeah, um, how are you going to get out of that situation? Right, right. Well, it's just like you know, uh, training with uh, Sensei Pena. Right. You know, it's like you know, I walk in. Uh, you know, I've got a, I've got a, you know, long martial arts background, yeah, yeah. but I haven't trained in years. Yeah. And, you know, he, he gave me the option to, um, either wear my black belt or come in as a white belt. Right. And I, uh, the answer was really yes. easy. I'm coming as a white belt right. because if, if I look like we can cuss on here, can't we? Of course. That's awesome. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> But, but for lack of better words, if I look like a monkey fucking a football out on his mat, <laughs> yeah, right. What's the point? Wearing a black belt, yeah. They're not seeing yeah. me as Darren Black Belt. Right. They're seeing one of Sensei Pena's right. black belts, right, representing his dojo. Yes, and and I've got way too much respect for right uh, for for not only him and what his his mm -hmm. his business represents, um, but um, 
but but for martial arts and everybody else as a whole that's in it. So I, I don't mind coming right. in, you know, and doing it. And I've got to get yeah. back. You just <laughs> man, I, I miss it. I need to get back on that mat. It's it's you know one thing I like about being in there. It's nothing else matters when you're on the mat. Oh, that's I tell people that all the time when they great? come train. I'm like, just leave all that outside. Yeah. It's it's great. It's Take just, off your watch. Yeah, you, you, you have nothing. The only thing that, yeah. that, that is happening, yeah, is karate. That's it. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you're doing. Whatever it is, yeah. turn it off and just focus. Yeah. That's what I mean. That's that's meditation for me. Yeah. Yeah. God, I don't need to sit under a waterfall and right, right. breathe deep. I mean, yeah. that's cool too. But like, yeah, you know, just get in there, roll around. It's but fun. You, but you 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 have to get really good at it. Now, yeah. now I'm gonna I'm gonna name drop and and talk about somebody. I don't know if he'll see this or not, but hopefully he won't beat me up if I say <laughs> nice things about him. So at the academy, there's a, uh, one of the uh, instructors over there, Bruce Hancock. has been there forever, mm-hmm. and uh, Bruce, uh, people are always, oh, he's mean, blah 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 blah. Bruce was uh, he's was the lead defensive tactics instructor. I'm not sure exactly what his position is now, but I know he's still involved in defensive tactics, but. But he takes it serious because it's life-saving skills he's putting to work. And, you know, when you don't get that portion of it right, you or somebody else could die. Yeah. So he took his job, still takes his job very seriously. But I just remember, and, and, he, and he's at work, very even kill. I mean, this guy, he and he's good. He's mm-hmm. a hell of a martial artist. Because not only from the law enforcement side, he went outside mm. and took – and studied a lot of different um, uh, styles because he wanted to see what was out right. there and wanted to learn. Right. But it, but it, I remember going through, you know, inst- I went through DT instructor back in like 96 and some other courses and stuff with him, but it was like, you know, all right, let's do the, let's do something else. And we're like, all kind of like looking at our watch. It's like, dude, come on. It's like one minute till five. We're, <laughs> we're government employees, and we like- <laughs> you know, and because uh, we've been at it all day. Yeah. And so we, you know, joking, we were having fun in there doing it. But I, I noticed at some point, you know, because I, I look at, at instructors like him and and Mike Lanier, who's a staple over there, and, mm-hmm. and some of the the, the older guys that uh, that I came up under, and uh, and I've turned into them because I'm like, all right, that looked good. Let's do it again. <laughs> Let's do it again. Let's do it again. And it's. Over and over and over. I want the repetition. I want to to see my students uh, do repetition. And and circling back to my my earlier comment about my instructor courses are different. A lot of courses that uh, you go to for instructor stuff, you might teach one or two times. Mine, you're teaching constantly. You have an online prereq, and then everything else is hands-on. And I have range cards. And it just goes boop, 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 each student back and forth. And they teach techniques. And the reason is, is I don't. You know, I, I care that they can shoot. That's the first thing they do is they qualify. Once they, they pass the qualification, okay. We know I'm you not. can shoot. I know you can shoot. Now I want to see if you can teach. Mm. And I want to see if you can teach really, really yeah. outstanding. Yeah. Because at the end of the course, guess what? I'm signing off on you yeah. to go into the wild. And teach other people. And teach your agency. Yeah. And it, that agency could be several hundred people. So when you do the math, and then and then put the liability factor yeah. involved that liability ultimately could come back to yeah. uh to my company so 100%. i want to make sure mm-hmm. that when they they go out and start teaching that they're they're really outstanding instructors so 
And uh, they have to meet the standards. There's several qualifications throughout the course. You know, we have waypoints, and they have to pass each one in order to go Badass. to the next. It, you know, and, and I've gotten really good reviews. I mean, it's it, as far as the format. Yeah. It's like, you know, you do it. You do t- your that skill. And then they'll you. hand me the cards back. I hand it to somebody else. Say, you're going to teach this next. Do you have any questions? Nope. And I'm right there as a resource. Right. And sometimes I'll call a check fire. And then go over a technique to smooth it out, and then we'll we'll right. move forward. So I'm put I'm, I'm interjecting. They, if they're stuff. paying attention, they learn from that too. Yeah, absolutely. But I want to see that they're making mistakes, like shooting from the prone. I'll have most instructors that have that technique to teach. They'll go down to the prone position instead of pulling a student, put the student in the prone position, and show that way, and then mm. have everybody go to a knee. They go to a knee, so now everybody's at the same level, but you have the the student, so you can go through how to build out your your body position. Mm. Uh, in the the prone position, so it's, it's the only way to learn that is to teach. Absolutely, to be in the scenario. Yeah, but it but it gives them the opportunity yeah. to get into their groove. Yeah, and That's they'll cool. ask me questions. Hey, how how many rounds should I do on this or that? Well, it says on the card how many rounds you have, but I also say, okay, you have everything in writing. Do you have any safety related questions? No. So, do you understand that you have that many rounds to work with? Yes. Okay, it's your course. Teach it. <laughs> yeah, is I'm empowering them to make the decisions right. to do it because right. I want to see how their problem solving abilities are yeah. as well. And, it's cool, and it and it it gives them a little gas in the tank to go out and make mistakes. Yeah, but you, you know, don't you don't make robots either. No, and we're and we're you know we're monitoring the safety aspect of it the, the entire time. Yeah. So, um, so I, you know, in my opinion, it's it's and I've been to a lot of instructor schools and they've all kind of been the the same basic format, and you're just checking boxes yeah. and you're not you're not teaching a lot. Yeah. Um, I had in uh, I was out of state um, years ago, and, I, and I'm being vague intentionally. Um, but I was out of state years ago and on one of my evaluations, a student, it was a, a sub gun instructor course and it was up North. And one of the students put, uh, one of the dislikes he had to teach too much <laughs> at that time. I wasn't doing the format I'm doing now. Yeah. I think that you might've taught two or three times oh, wow. and it was a week long course. Like brother, you don't even know. And I'm like, <laughs> did you not see the word instructor yeah, you in the course <laughs> yeah you know you want to so, be an instructor but you don't want to teach yeah mm, yeah you probably quit. but you know i'm very candid anybody that comes to my course they're going to hear profanity they're not going to be able to fly under the radar hey, we're going to have fun we're going to yeah. bust balls yeah because when you do that guess what you're having fun yeah you're having yeah. fun yeah yeah, yeah. And, that's cool and that's um uh, I, I will say i didn't learn uh well, I thought I knew things, but I didn't know them until I started teaching. Yeah. Like when you're, but it's not just, that's cool because it's not just teaching. It's when you are responsible Yeah, for teaching and you're responsible for those individuals from zero to 100. Yeah. Like that's when you learn because you've got to like, you don't just have to show them the thing, but then you have to build on it to show right. them the next thing. And, and you've got to make sure they get it. Absolutely. And that's and, hard. Yeah. And you know, from, from teaching when you're up in front, all eyes are on you. Oh yeah. And so you don't want to look like <laughs> yeah. that monkey with the football. Yeah. You know, and it's the same thing well, with me. What about know? when you make a mistake? Yeah. You like, I make mistakes all the time. On it. Yeah. You know, but I've seen so many of them. They'll make a mistake and then they're like, yeah, that's how it's supposed to be. And you're like, mm. yeah, everybody knows, man, you just fucked that up. Yeah. But you know, part of it also is from the instructor side before I teach classes, I'll tell the instructor, some uh, students, I'll say, listen, I said, you're going to see me make mistakes out here when you do call me on it. Mm-hmm. I want you to correct me on it. Yeah. 
Um, we're all human. We're all going to make yeah. mistakes. I don't care what level you are, whether you're, you know, in law enforcement, military, what level in special operations, you're going to make mistakes. Right. It happens. Right. And, you know, it's before I go teach a class, you know, I don't just magically go out and, you know, after not teaching an instructor course for a couple of months and, and magically yeah, you still be really good. I have to do a workup yeah. for about a week, yeah. you know, as far as my, my, you know, pistol skills and stuff like that. You know, I, I carry daily. I train, yeah, but it's not, I, you know, I I'm fortunate to have a tactical training center at yeah. 1140 <laughs> Mosley Avenue, Irmo, <laughs> yeah. where we have a state of the art virtual range yes. fitness center and two story shoot house with yeah. hidden compartments and other things. Come check us out. <laughs> it's very cool. Yeah. Now, <laughs> please. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so I've, I've got, you know, a playground to do that. Yeah. In. But, you know, they're perishable skills and you want to look good uh, when you're up there in front right. of students. So, yeah. you you know, and I'm very mindful of my technique because if I'm doing something sloppy and, you well, know, a lot of times it. it's monkey see, monkey yeah, do. Yeah. Um, 100%. But, yeah, mistakes we're going to make. You just own your mistake, you know, and uh, and don't try to don't try to candy coat it because you're going to lose uh, you're going to lose a little something there. So we started off with the. The planning, and I've seen it. It's, I mean, you're kind of a meticulous planner. I mean, I've seen the whiteboards and stuff. <laughs> Does that kind of come? I mean, you talked about you two two people that, you know, that died. I mean, does that kind of feed into the need to plan? Um, I mean, it's always in the background from yeah. a, more so from a survival standpoint. For that, yeah. the 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 planning ties into everything. So okay. so I mean, yes. That that would be yes would be the answer to your question, sure. but you have to plan everything. It, whether you're you know uh, a rookie police officer or a seasoned veteran or you know a, a SEAL or Green Beret or a paramedic, you have to plan your day. You've got to start. Okay, well I got my 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 duty belt on. I've got my keepers. I have my gun in my holster because I can tell you there's a lot of people that have gone to work without a gun in their holster. <laughs> hey, there's people that go to work and leave their because, kid in the back seat. Yeah, because they've changed their pattern. Yeah. So by having a mm. pattern or that mental checklist, um, you know, it's going to help you um, succeed at whatever it is you're doing. We run checklists, um, you know, for, for SWAT operations. We have checklists for stuff because it eliminates emissions and, and those mm. mistakes. Because, you know, when you get woke up at 2 in the morning and you have to respond to a call out. Yeah, and then you have, have your to, shit straight. Yeah, and you have to, to, to run the command post. Mm. You know, there's certain things that you need to make sure that are done. And, you know, a checklist is going to help you through that. But at the end of the day, that also anything, you know, let's say that the case ends up in court where you've had to shoot somebody, you know, and, you know, and well, I can tell you, yeah. I did these things. Yeah. Is that well, like a literal list? Oh, yeah. Or is it like yeah, in your no, head? No, you have you have checklists for okay. different things. Um, and uh, and, you know, not 100 percent of everything will make it to the checklist. Sure. But, um, you know, law enforcement agencies have been at this stuff for a long time. Mm. And, uh, and, you know, a lot of these things have already been in place. Okay. So what we do is we, they're, they're living documents. We build on to okay. them and we add stuff to them. Mm. Um, it's just like, you know, if I'm traveling, you know, I plan prior to traveling. So I don't forget anything. I mean, it's yeah. that simple. It's no different. You, you, we plan subconsciously with, with things that we do, you know, it's like, um, I talk to people about, you know, route planning, you know, you have a route plan. If there's a wreck and you're driving home, um, do you have a, yeah, you, you know, another way home? Right. Yeah, yeah, of course. What if that was bought, you know, yeah. another way home? <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. So typically yeah. you have a primary, secondary and tertiary route home. Right. Um, you know, when we look at, 
you know, security planning. We're looking at everything from, you know, the perimeter to access control, intrusion mm -hmm. detection, video monitoring, you know. You're I just mean, trying to work through those things before you have to do it on yeah, the fly. Yeah. I mean, you know, we can talk, you know, concentric rings of security and what needs to be involved mm. in that and how it's layered and whose responsibilities for in each ring as you collapse down to where your, your event location is. So, okay. It's, um, I get you. yeah, there's, it just depends mm. on what your, what your, your task is, right. or your, you know, your job that you have to do. And, and then you build your plan around that and, uh, you know, ideally primary, secondary, uh, on everything. But, uh, yeah, planning is definitely, um, well, I just, um, I just finished, uh, I'm wearing a shirt, I'm like a fanboy here. Just finished, um, uh, uh, Mike Glover. Yeah. Yeah. He just wrote a book prepared and, um, it's a lot of, the book's a lot about that. Yeah. Like the primary plants, like all the stuff. Um, but there's a, there's a lot dedicated to doing that and living that lifestyle, but also not being, uh, a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. You can, I know people that are talk, they talk about the, the same pre, thing. The prepper, the preferred. Yeah, there's people that are weird. Yeah. You know, and it's like, you don't have to be weird. Yeah. You know, and I get like, I'm not, I'm not you. I don't do this for a living, but I, I mean, I, I kind of live in that world and I talk to people and, you know, it comes up and people think I'm weird sometimes about like just being prepared. You know, I've got yeah. the stuff in my car, you know, yeah. carry the med kit with the tourniquet. And I do those things. Yeah. You know, it's when it, when I teach, uh, I have I have a class that we teach survival strategies for the workplace, and yeah. it's not just the active shooter component, uh, because we work in some industrial environments. Yeah, it's what if you know somebody gets a appendage ripped off from a yeah. machine or something? Yeah. But um, you know, and it's it's having those simple things. You know, if you don't have a, a manufactured tourniquet, what can you use? as an improvised tourniquet. Everybody says, Oh, wow. I use a necktie or this or that. Yeah. One thing they're forgetting. Okay. Yeah. You, How you could, go tighten it. The windlass. Yeah. You know, and uh, <laughs> it's going to be hard to do. I could use a cord. Okay. Can what you? kind of cord will yeah. it stretch? Will it break? Yeah. Is it just going to cut in and not really do going to cause more damage? You don't have the surface space. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a lot of, a uh, lot of things that, you know, and, and I've, I've made the crossing, um from florida to the bahamas to west end mm. and 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 gone other places in the bahamas if you don't plan that stuff you know it's not yeah, that you're you, on your own it's not that you can just get lost you can die yeah out there on yeah. a small boat yeah um you have to plan the weather we we hit a storm uh on our last trip there that that you know created uh you know some pretty uh significant <laughs> seas uh, to where, you know, we're going up and then back Oof. down. So for our good, good 10 minutes of yes. hell. And that was part of a squall. We're looking at radar. The storm is just off the Florida coast. It was just east of Florida. Mm -hmm. um, and that squall spun off of that, came out of nowhere, felt the temperature drop. Boom, we have a nasty sea state. And if you don't plan and educate yourself on, on boating, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. And, and keep your bow into it, manage your power, you know, you're going to have a bad day. Cause if, if it makes it over your bow and swamps you or you get broadsided, mm -hmm. you're done, you know? Uh, and that was, um, in fairly shallow water. If it happens out in the Gulf stream and you're not monitoring yeah, the weather dead. on a small boat. Yeah. You're talking 30, 40 foot waves. Yeah, that that water's, you know, three to 4,000 feet shark deep. food, bro. There, yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, and, and I bring that up cause it's so, you know, I coach, I coach uh fitness too, you mm -hmm. know, I own a gym and people will come in and they'll sort of make jokes about, you know, like I don't got a six pack, I got a keg and they make yeah. these jokes and things. And, 
And I've learned over the years that, that that's a psychological thing. They're just making excuse yeah. for not doing the things they should have been doing. And I, I think when people say things like that, like I'm not talking about crazy preppers that should be on TV. Sure. They're crazy. And we like, you know, they're building like gun turrets in the top of their house. Um, what's, wrong little, what's wrong with that? I know. <laughs> it'd be kind of cool. But like. Um, <laughs> Do you have a design? <laughs> <laughs> making those jokes. And it's sort of it's sort of like a willful excuse. Yeah. To not be prepared. I yeah. when I hear that. So let me give you a couple of examples. Let's talk. Let's talk prep. So one, when COVID hit, you know, everybody used to bust my balls because I have so much toilet paper and stuff. Once COVID hit and toilet paper ran out, <laughs> I'm set, I went from a prepper to a visionary. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I went from a prepper to a visionary. <laughs> <laughs> but I've always bought and bought. I'll make sure this is in black and white. Yeah, I know, right? So. We had, um, where I used to live, we had an incident where the water main busted up uh, mm. on the main road. We, our neighborhood was without water for two days. Went to the grocery store because I only had like, you know, half a case of water probably. Yeah. And I went to the grocery store, bought a house, sold out. Yeah. Went to Walmart, sold out. So apparently everybody from the neighborhood, same probably it was a big neighborhood. There's like 480 houses yeah, in the neighborhood. They all bought the water. So I ended up having to drive, you know, distance to get, to get water. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know what? We need to start, you know, having this stuff. And, yeah. and um, you know, Boy Scouts recommend it. Uh, FEMA recommends. Yeah, it's Boy you Scouts, y'all. Uh, you know, <laughs> what's up? Boy Scouts but, says always be prepared. Yeah. Like, that. come on. So I'm going to tell you one of the best resources I have found is the – let me look it up while we talk because I want to <laughs> tell you the name. And everybody can go on and, and look this up. Um, but it's the, uh, church of Latter-day Saints okay. prep, prepping manual huh. and it gets into, um, um, hang on a second. Church of Latter-day Saints. Huh? Yeah. That's a weird spot to look for preparation. Somebody told me about this. Maybe they're getting ready for the end of the world or something. And, uh, mm. let's see. It's the LDS preparedness manual. But huh. it goes into, and it's 200-something pages, 222 pages. Oh, my goodness. But it'll go into the, the different types of beans, how to store them, how long they store. You have 10 people. Here's huh. what that food store look like. Here's how much Whoa. space it'll take up. So wow. It's, it's, so it's pretty good. But, but you know, take take all the, the, the uh, labeling away from it for right, a second. Right, look at Look at a couple of things. One, Katrina. Mm -hmm. When Katrina hit, I was down there the Saturday before it hit. New Orleans SWAT used to be a client when they had a budget. We used to teach a lot of classes. got to talk about Steven Seagal. <sighs> Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, was down there the Saturday before it hit. Closed down the bar Saturday night because they canceled the course. I was I was under contract, so I had sure. to fly down. Yeah. So you're already my, there. My instructor staff was flying in on Sunday, mm -hmm. so we canceled them Saturday afternoon. Once um once NOPD pulled the the contract or, or not pulled the contract, but they just canceled the course. Yeah, shit with you. Yeah. So we went out and closed the bars. Uh, my mom had uh, my wife was I think she might have been deployed at the time. Mm um or somewhere she was not home i can't remember where she was she was armying somewhere so my mom <laughs> knew i was down there and my mom will track me down to the ends of the earth um she called the hotel couldn't get me she calls the, the front desk made him go bang on my door <laughs> wake me up so i drove home from new orleans it took me almost 20 hours with traffic 
So get back, uh, get some teammates together. We go out to Fort Jackson to DMR, DRMO. We get a bunch of clothing and stuff from out there. Old BDUs, where, where the recruits that don't make it, they all go to Dermo. Mm. Uh, they hooked us up with a bunch of stuff mm. we took down um, because we, we didn't know um, what the uh, – you know, gear status was, mm. you know, who had what a lot of the guys on the team lost, you know, their homes. Yeah. They, so um, we get down there and, you know, usually cruise across I-10. We came across the, across the 11th Street Bridge and up the opposite side of I-10. And it's just eerie dark. You see a couple of fires here and there, but the city's eerie dark. It's like um, kind of a movie, man. Yeah. And so we, we go over into Algiers to um, from memory. Sort of, I think it was Paul Haven's elementary school. And that's where they basically were working out of because mm. Moss Street is where the special operations center used to be. And it was underwater. Um, the, uh, the, the, at the time, most of the city was still underwater when we got down there. So uh, first uh, couple of days was, was going out and, you know, just yeah. trying to do recovery. Um, and then after that, we kitted up and went out, started doing, um, door-to-door searches just to see if anybody was in yeah. there and stuff. So um, seeing the state of that city firsthand, what it went into. Yeah. I mean, the things that's that happened. the thing. Pre- being, being prepared doesn't mean you're like prepared to defend your life against like home intruders. Yeah. I mean, which is a thing, but you're probably more often likely to run into that. Sure. Natural disaster, car accident. Yeah. I mean, if it's an active shooter thing, you're going to stumble upon like people that's been injured. Right. I mean, that's, probably where you're going to spend right most of well, your effort l- well let me ask you this whenever whenever something bad happens to you that that, that next event what's it going to be what do you mean when you get attacked yeah what what, what kind of attack is it going to be me yeah your future attack what exactly what is it going to be oh i don't i have no idea exactly yeah okay so, so if you prepare for one thing and you yeah yeah and, and, and you have a linear thought process yeah, and you don't open up and think right. outside the box right. you're limiting yourself yeah you know and so why not you right. know, be prepared and it's not just you it's not just your family it's anybody else you can help as well yeah could, and it could be the whole neighborhood absolutely yeah and uh and it's this the food water you know first aid supplies communications equipment yeah uh and things like that or or what you need to uh to look at and you know it, it's funny because remember on netflix they had what was the the show was it oh doomsday prepper mm-hmm. i'm preparing for a global pandemic yeah and you laugh at them what, what, what you're watching we had one right you know what those guys are well, doing? <laughs> I told them yeah, some bitches. Yeah. Global <laughs> pandemic. Well, I think about COVID. I mean, I'm, I'm going to get the numbers wrong, but it, I mean, it was like 0.001%, right? Yeah. The people that, I'm going to say it wrong, died or were that ill to be in the hospital. Yeah. Whatever. 0.001%, whatever. It's that low. Right. What if it were 1%? Yeah. I mean, and one percent's a lot when you look at the number of the population. I mean, that's world or, population. Ten percent. Those are like low numbers when you're dealing with like, you yeah. know, tipping at a restaurant. Sure. But like, that's a lot of people, and that changes the scope of like the way your neighborhood interacts with each other. Well, and think about it. If there was a if there was an incident, not to go down a rabbit hole because we can what if all day long. Of course. Stuff, but let's yeah. just say, like you see in the movies, what if it was a twenty five percent? Oh casualty? my god! Yeah. You would be burning piles of bodies. Yeah. Your neighborhood, you know, it'll be, yeah. Yeah. It'll be real bad. But, but why not be prepared? Why not take the extra yeah. time to put longer screws in your hinges yeah. and put jam armor or, you know, a, um, I know, polycarbonate films on your windows? Why not make your house safe yeah. for, for you? You know, it's the random crap. It's not the, the big stuff. 
start and think about just the random crime. Just a security camera. Yeah. The amount of people that don't have them. Yeah. Most incidents that happen in the workplace are from, you know, either disgruntled employees mm. or or something uh, where it's an intimate partner, you know, that love triangle or whatever. Sure, yeah, yeah. Those are those are where things really, mm. you know, can can kick off and get nasty uh, from from say the active shooter standpoint. Right, but right. um but you got to take a little time and, and, and dig into stuff. What do I need to do? Step back and look out from outside the, the, the bubble and say, okay, well, I can make my house safer here. I need to put some lights here. Yeah. You know, I could put, if I put landscape lighting, that'll prevent someone from hiding behind a bush when my wife drives up at night and gets out of right. her car. Yeah. 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 You know, and we live, oh, in a, yeah. we live in a nice neighborhood. I, I think I told you about this, but I'm sitting up in my office and, um, and I look over at my camera and I see somebody leaning in through the passenger side. It's like seven, maybe at oh. night. My wife and her mom, because she was in town, they just got home a few minutes prior. And I look over, I'm up in my, my home office mm -hmm. and look and see that on the camera. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And I go right back to, to what I was working on. And Tracy yells and goes, Derek, somebody's in the uh, car. Shit. And I thought it was her. Yeah. And it was somebody, and she left the car unlocked because, yeah. you know, they just come in. Yeah. And uh, they pulled right up front, got out, walked down mm. the driveway, opened the door, went in. And then, of course, I go running down. I got Odie with me. And, oh, yeah. Uh, so they had just drove off, and I went to get in my, my <laughs> Dodge Durango with the big-ass Hemi. <laughs> yeah, and guess what? My keys were laying on my desk upstairs. Oh. <laughs> so, you know, it, yeah. uh, you know. But for those listening, nice Odie name. is a uh, German Shepherd. Yes, with uh, titanium teeth, which <laughs> yeah. is crazy. But um, I've spent more on what a sweet dog though. He's awesome. Yeah, he's he's awesome. I've spent more on dental on, I bet. on him than I have both my boys. <laughs> and uh, so. well, I mean, I think about the amount of people that I've talked to that maybe physically can't or don't know how to even change their tire. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's like that is like. And I'm not mocking them. I'm just saying that's the lowest level of prep. Yeah. Like, go change a tire. Learn learn that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I learn how to jump your car off. Yeah. Like, or or buy one of those battery things where you can do it. Just yeah. Basic block so, and tackle. Sew a button on your shirt. Yeah. I mean, we're not talking about I, carrying a firearm 24-7. We're just talking about learning how to do basic oil, shit. Oil and egg. Yeah. I mean, holy moly. You know? Yeah. And so... Yeah, simple stuff. Do you know why? It's it's because of these. Yeah, it's the age of technology kind of, yeah. where everybody feels, oh, I don't, I can just look it up, you know. And you know, it's like um, a perfect example. We used to have a, a trailblazer, Chevy Trailblazer, okay. and and the headlight you can't just swap, you know, the bulb and pull it out and put <laughs> a new bulb in. You have to change out the whole assembly. Mm -hmm. And uh, if memory serves, or maybe I have to take the assembly out to, to get to put the bulb. I can't remember. It's been so damn long. But anyway, one thing I remember is, you know, I'm, I'm there working on it. And I've got the screws out. And I'm like, grog, <laughs> trying to get it out. So, you know, I've exhausted my knowledge of, right. of that to the point where I don't want to gorilla yeah, it. And we're about it. to get the crowbar. So here. I jump on YouTube and look up the model of the car and stuff. Yeah. And there was a little thing, um, a little uh, bar that you had to pop up, pull it out. <laughs> I didn't see it, yeah. you know, so it was something that simple. You don't know what you don't know. Yeah. It's okay yeah. to say you don't know, right? you know, and ask somebody, yeah. you know, I didn't have anybody around to, to call. So I just, you know, I jumped on the internet right. and did the, the research, but you know, it just seems like that that's getting kind of lost in translation as far as, you know, yeah. what, get out and do stuff.
Yeah. Get outside. I agree. You know, get dirty. Kids need to go out and get skin up and get dirty. Uh, you know, Logan came home one day. My boys, you know, they they lived outside sports and yeah, everything else. We made them go. Yeah, exactly. And and, and yeah, because you're kind of of the same mindset. Yeah. Logan came home one day and we lived in a, used to live in a cul-de-sac and he's limping up the street. I guess he was probably, <laughs> I don't know, 10, 12, somewhere in that age range. And he's got his little pant leg of his shorts pulled up. And he's, <laughs> I mean, dude, if an Oscar was going to go out, he he would... <laughs> He would have gotten an Oscar. <laughs> and I'm like, what happened? I'm like, what were y'all doing? We were playing football. Well, that's what happened. That's what you're supposed to do. We were doing it in the street. I'm like, well, that you're, you're dumb. a dumbass. <laughs> so I, you know, I went in the garage and got a bottle of water. And right. Popped the top on it, would put a hole in it and just irrigated it. Yeah. And I was like, how's that? That's good. And he walks normal back. Yeah, he's good go to go play tackle football in the street some more. <laughs> But, uh, you know, it's, yeah, as you know, boys, man, raising boys. Yeah, I don't have girls. I don't know what it's like. I know people that do, but yeah, sometimes I wish I had one of each to kind of be level out my brain. But it'd be great to have Tracy here for this one because, um, she came home one day and, you know, she left me in charge. (laughs) Mistake. Um, she came home and, uh, there was a, uh, uh, patrol car, you know, my patrol car was there, but there was another patrol car. Uh, and an ambulance was at the house. Oh, shit. So she's, oh. oh, no. Well, the boys were sword fighting, mm. play, playing Star Wars with, and the, the swords that they were using uh, as lightsabers were lamps. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they hardly ever wore shirts. They, yeah. They're in shorts and using their right. shirts on. Right. So Nick, you know, my oldest, uh, <laughs> this day, he's got a scar about that big center match where logan's like stabbing <laughs> there was meat on the bulb <laughs> so hey, they're lightsabers though you got to yeah, be careful yeah that's so, what will happen if it's so a but lightsaber. logan won the fight yeah of you course. know i don't know whether he was a darth whoever or what but he finished it. but it was funny because i called um the the ambulance i just i called him it was uh two of our swap medics were actually on that unit that day and, and just came to the house to clean them up nice. you know and again talk about prepping i didn't have what i needed there to fix something sure. that simple right um and mm. and you know well you got so, friends well and think about it how many times have we scrambled around the house looking for peroxide oh, mandate i know you know do you keep it re- yeah. handy and ready and yeah in stock yeah or if you have peroxide it's like 20 years old yeah. or whatever and listen I'm not going to sit and 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 say that oh yeah I'm prepare for this 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 yeah I can always improve you know yeah. and I've I've you know I found myself you need to do this it's easy to say you need to do this 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 and this to somebody else but you got to oh, you yeah. got to live it yourself yeah you do and so I've 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 been very very focused mm. on that you know and it's just like oh people are like yeah somebody comes to my house i'm gonna shoot him okay where, oh, I know. Where, where's your gun i keep it right by the bed okay what if you're sitting on the couch and they kick the yeah. door in, you know or or they kick your front and rear door yeah you're you know? not so, thinking you know yeah. so you, you just have to run those what if scenarios and that's not being out all, all you know paranoid it's being prepared yeah. because guess what these crimes are happening right yeah. now. Somebody probably just got their door kicked yeah. in on a home invasion. I'm sure. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm telling yeah. you, it, it happens damn near that frequent. Mm. Uh, there was an incident at noon right downtown in a nice uh, part of the city when I first took over as chief Yeah. where a guy went in, popped the back glass, went in the house, uh, 70 uh, something year old lady was in there. He had a butcher knife oh, shit. and uh, 
The husband came in about the same time in his seventies, wrestled with a guy, got a couple of cuts. Um, the guy robbed him and thank God that's all that happened. Yeah, but you know, and, and my uh, road units caught him about 10 minutes later, but think about what would have happened if the, the husband wouldn't have came in. Oh yeah. Who knows? Yeah. And, uh, so, you know, bad things happen and you, yeah. you gotta be prepared and, uh, you know, you got to kind of use, use that old term, make yourself dangerous, you know, pick some skill sets up. Well, he, and, he wrote something in his book that, and I hadn't thought about it until I read the book, which was cool. Thank you, to, Mike, to, Mike yeah. Lover. But it was that, because I'm, you know, I'm a lifelong martial artist and sure. all, blah, 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 blah. But like combat is a choice, but catastrophe happens to you. Yeah. And that's a different, like I had always thought, well, I'm in control. I can prepare and I can be in control. The thing is, you're not in control. Yeah. When something happens, to, like a car accident, like it cannot be your fault. You just get hit. Yeah. You can't prepare for that. No. <laughs> what are you good? Yeah. Like you, you gotta like don't. I, and so I don't know if it's like just training or just thinking or just planning, like whatever that is. It doesn't take much effort. Though. It doesn't. And a lot of times it'll it'll end up best guess. You know. Sure. And and, and yeah, just. Yeah. Thinking about the what yeah. is. So think about a tourniquet. Okay, you have a you have a great first aid kit yeah. and, and tourniquets and all that, but it's in the back of your car. So what if you're on a back road? I thought about that too. What if you why I not keep mine under the seat and that's probably yeah. not smart? Yeah. What what if you put just get another one? Yeah. Put it they're twenty nine dollars. Yeah. And I'll I'll tell you something about tourniquet. I don't have any any stock or investment in North American rescue. I just that's I, like the third time I've heard that company's name. I yeah. I believe in their products. And the reason I believe in their products is not only from the uh um doing TE on them at the training center. Mm -hmm. Um, but from talking to people that's used them, you know, either on the street or yeah. in combat and they hold up. They're they're good. Uh and a couple of things with tourniquets. So, you know, those are twenty twenty nine bucks. You can get them on Amazon. Isn't that here in South Carolina? Uh yeah. Yeah, I they're, think they are based the, here. Yeah. yeah, they're in yeah. the upstate. Yeah. Um, they make really good products. And uh so you can go on Amazon, you can get a 10 pack of tourniquets for, for probably 12, 13 bucks made in China, and they're gonna break. Yeah. The the fabric, because we broke them. The the windlasses are, are crap. They're gonna they're gonna break. Um the fabric is weak, mm. it'll tear because we've teen eat them. And uh yeah. But, you know, and just from a training tip for anybody listening, if, you, if you're going to use uh, a tourniquet uh, and, and train your family and stuff, get a tourniquet, whether it's a blue training tourniquet or you have an old tourniquet, you know, hit it with some spray paint or something because you don't want to use the tourniquet ah. over and over. Because what do you do? You're just yeah, the potentially, gets, yeah, yeah. well, you're potentially weakening that fabric. I mean, okay. and okay. you just don't want to run the chance of it. Will it, will it fail if it's North American Rescue? Probably not. Um, because yeah, you know, just, you, but you use but you the new one, yeah. But, but <laughs> yeah, but back to, to in yeah. your car, okay. Throw one in your glove, oh, not your glove box, but your center console, yeah. Because what if you get in a wreck out on a back road and you're entrapped and it's just you and you yeah. have a bleed, right? You know, the first order of care is, is self aid, self aid, mm -hmm. buddy aid, medic aid, doctor aid. Um, mm. right now, today, America is in, in other countries as well, but but let's let's stay where we're at. America, and we'll come now to South Carolina and talk specifics, is experiencing a shortage like never before that I've experienced on first responders, cops, fire. Mm, I've heard AMS. that. And you know if the fire department is short because those guys sit around in recliners and yeah. eat hot dogs all day, that's like <laughs> the best job I should have stayed in the fire service. That was for you, Corey. Um, no, I, 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 I have I – have, 
so much respect for firefighters. Yeah. They, those, those guys uh, and girls do, do such a great yeah. job and they're, they're running just like uh, every other <laughs> uh, first responder. I, I had, uh, you know, my brother-in-law's a battalion chief and you know, I was telling him, I was like, I was like, uh, at Halloween, there was all these kids in the front yard dressed as firefighters. So it was a really popular yeah. year. Yeah. You know, it was like 10 kids out there dressed as firefighters. He's like, yeah, yeah. he's, you know, living it up. <laughs> and I'm like, are you kids going to come get some candy? And they're like, yes, sir. I said, well, come on. Well, we can't. I'm like, why? We've got to wait as a kid dressed as a cop to come clear the scene first. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, that's not funny. That's pretty good though. <laughs> oh yeah. But, um, um, but, but back to the car again, Yeah, yeah. but you're sitting on that back road with yeah. a, a say, let's just call it a femoral bleed. And your response time could be 15 to 30 sure. minutes or longer. And if you have a femoral bleed, you know, yeah. how long does it take for you to bleed out by volume? Well, depends by, on where you are. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you think by volume, yeah. you know, uh, the yeah. average adult and we'll use gallons has, you know, one to 1. 1.5 gallons of blood. Yeah. How long on a slow pour would it take to empty yeah. a gallon and a half? Yeah. Okay. So self-aid. And if you can't reach, a tourniquet yeah, you're done you know do you have a, a rescue knife handy could you use your seat belt then what are you going to use as your windlass you yeah. know so it's just easier to have <laughs> a small kit it is a rabbit hole right there sure it is and it and it it costs money yeah it, you know you yeah. wish you spent that money if you need it though yeah and oh, you geez. may never use it but think well, about i hope you this. don't ever need not, to use it it might not be you excuse me it might not be you you might roll up on a wreck mm -hmm. And you could save someone's life. I think about that too. Like, yeah. I mean, how many times have you gone down the interstate and there's just like, yeah, a wreck? Yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, I'm going to look at it through different lenses. You know, obviously, as long as I've, I worked in law enforcement, I've seen a lot of wrecks. Right. And, and, right. you know, tragic. I mean, yeah. Really, really bad uh, accidents yeah. where, you know, with fatalities. And, you know, it's always tough when you, when you have kids involved in it. Ugh. You know, that, that's the toughest part. But, you know, if I roll up on a scene, and, you know, back years back, you know, we didn't carry tourniquets and stuff. We didn't even have first aid kits, you know, in the cars. Really? No, very few. We had a, a handful of, and they were the little typical metal box type, right? You know, deal. But right. now, you know, a lot of agencies issue AEDs, yeah, like aid trauma kits. kits and yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah, and provide you know some yeah. advanced training, uh, at least to try to, you know, stabilize someone until you know the the ambulance gets there. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, you gotta. You got to take the time, put some training in, learn about first aid. Yeah. Um, and you know, how to stop the bleed, you know, cause, mm. and, and it's not that the accents and stuff. What if you're outside? How many people do you oh, know dude. that have cut their fingers off yeah. or, oh, or yeah. damn near on a saw? Yeah. What if you're, you're working on something, a screwdriver slips and, uh, you know, yeah. so you stab, I've yourself. done that. Or a box cutter. Yeah. I've, I've actually done it with a box cutter. Yeah. Not recently, but years yeah. ago, cut my damn hand yeah. open and was like, uh oh yeah and we, had to go get stitches we yeah. never mean to do any of that stuff of course but things happen yeah, you know shit. and uh so you mm. know but yeah you gotta you gotta you gotta put the time in and read books you know uh on various stuff sometimes you'll learn what not to do um not everything's gonna be a um you know a great learning experience yeah you know I mean, but you you that comes with experience you learn what to filter yeah and uh, yeah that's learn, true and learn you know what works you know I'm sure some of the stuff I teach, you know, people might, they have their own way. They, they have their own well, sure. vision of what they want, but that's okay. Cause yeah. you know, I know what I'm teaching has continuity with other, 
other things as far as it's, you know, industry, yeah. kind of an industry standard, if you will. Um, and, um, yeah, well, there's, I've learned that through training different things in martial arts. There's, yeah. there's things that are consistent across lots of different yeah, styles. Yeah. I mean, but, I'm sure it's the same there too. Like, yeah. But you know, what do we get, what do we get, uh, we get hammered into us in, in martial arts, humility. Yeah. Humility. Yeah. It's okay to say, Hey, I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. You know? Right. I say that it's, more than I realize. Yeah. I, I've, I've come to people ask questions and, and I immediately think of that person who shall remain name shall remain nameless where I asked a question and they just made some shit up. And then having had experience now, I realized they were full of shit Yeah, when they told me what they thought they knew. Right. And I don't, that's, Pops in my head, and I'm like, don't be that person. Just say, I don't know. I will look that up, and I will get back to you. Or, yeah. I don't know. Let's go talk to so-and-so. They probably know. You yeah. Know? But, you know, do the... Do I think that carries more weight long-term. Yeah. With your relationship with that person that you're trying to teach things to. Absolutely. Absolutely. You don't know what you don't know. You yeah, know? Don't be a dick. But go learn it. If somebody asks you, okay, look at that as, is you know, that lack of knowledge is a yeah. learning opportunity. Yeah. You know? You can't know everything. Good no. Lord. You know, it, it just because, you know, from my background, just because I'm an instructor doesn't mean I think I'm an expert in everything. Right. I'm a student of, you know, yeah. uh, we're all students. It just depends on how you look yep. at it and what yep. we're all at different levels. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. You yeah, know? don't make shit and up. <laughs> just put the work in, you yeah. know. And, yeah. uh, you know, there's things that, uh, you know, certain things I don't teach. If I'm not qualified to teach, like a sniper. Oh, man. So I was, I mentioned earlier, I was a sniper. Yeah. Um, and I laid behind the rifle for, I don't know, two, three years, I guess. And, uh, but that doesn't mean I can go teach a sniper school. Right. One, all the, uh, the, the science, the ballistics, internal external ballistics related to it bore the shit out of me. Um, yeah, I, know, I was reading about that. That's like, it's a lot. Yeah. It's like when I, when I teach, it seems you know, a lot sexier than it actually is. Yeah. yeah. When I teach patrol rifle course, I have to talk about the parabolic arc yeah. and Max Morden and all the, the things associated with nerds. That. Yeah. I have, so I have to put my nerd hat on for <laughs> yeah. a little bit and learn that, but it, I keep it very basic just so they can understand right. the, the, the path and how a bullet, you know, flies yeah. and, and what it's going to do. But we're talking shorter distance, which we're not getting into, you know, the Coriolis oh, yeah. effect and all this kind of thousand crap. meters and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, but I, I also qualify it with a disclaimer. Hey, listen, I'm not a ballistics expert because I'm not. Right. Um, I was an explosive breacher. I won't teach an explosive breacher course. I've never been an explosive breacher instructor. I haven't done a training mm. shot in years. So right. I bring in the talent that does that on yeah. a regular basis to teach. And, and that's Smart. what, well, that's where our courses are successful because, you know, if it's something that, you know, if it's a, a SWAT school, right. you know, it's not just for your ego, I'll bring active people in that just take leave, whether it's from, you know, an ODA or SEAL it's platoon cool. to a SWAT team or whatever. Right. And then we'll mesh it together. Cause I, I do like using the, the law enforcement side as well as the military side from, so you can kind of get a couple of, of different perspectives, but still keep it mission oriented. If it's a law enforcement course, we need to keep it mission specific for law enforcement. So cool. everything applies. Yeah. That's different. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. So you have to focus in on, you know, mm. what's being taught and who it's being, who your audience is and tailor it to it. Well, uh, before we go, Speaking of experts, uh, I mentioned Steven Seagal. Oh, Steven Seagal. And you were in New Orleans. Sensei. Did you did you get to work with Steven Seagal in New Orleans? Because <laughs> he he lives there, right? Or he, he's a yeah, so police he, officer. I, uh, he had a TV he, show. That's what it was. It, yeah, he was over in uh, <laughs> he was over in Jefferson Parish. And, uh, 
<laughs> let me let me I'll I'll filter this since it's recorded. <laughs> so yeah, he might sue us. Yeah, one of the guys rolls up and uh, from NOPD was driving him, and and I see him, and and I was uh, uh I was like, yeah, I liked his movies and stuff, yeah. but uh, um, I uh. I see him roll up and I'm like, oh, cool. Steven Seagal, you know, I said, cause I was studying with, uh, since Lamar Sanders, okay. uh, studying at wow. Ki okay. Aikido. So I go over and introduce myself and say, you know, I'm an Aikido student from Columbia, South Carolina. And, and he, you know, he's got that. Oh yeah. And he got, it gets in your bubble. He's like, well, who's your sensei? Yeah. I said, since Lamar Sanders. And, uh, and he's like, oh, and hey, sensei. And, uh, <laughs> he's not. He, he, he might be. I'll send it to him. Okay. And he's like, well, I've never heard of him. I was like, oh, cool. Well, that's my sensei. Picture? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so we fast forward into the day. We're, we're sitting over under Harris at the uh, casino off a of canal. Mm -hmm. and there's a bunch of us sitting there and just talking about various things. And uh, everybody uh, in that group, I think, was also a veteran. And, uh, so it was kind of, we were sitting ball bust and talking about <laughs> just what, I don't even remember, right. just whatever, but, right. but it was a very much of a ball busting group. So he came over and, and, uh, he had, he had sat down and, uh, one of the guys from NOPD SWAT was talking about the night vision and, um, they were, the army had provided them with a bunch of night vision and it had the head harness with yeah. the, the dial on the back. Right. And, and when you when you have it clamped down your head and you wear it a long time, it'll it'll kind of put a little stress and tighten your neck muscles and um and, okay. and give you a headache. So um he was he chimes in, he's like, I've used them for real in different combat zones and the depth perception. And and Dave goes, Were you he goes, What branch of the military were you in? He's like, you know what? Fuck it, I don't even want to know. And he gets up and walks away. <laughs> so one of the other guys sitting there, he's like, <laughs> taps him on the leg. He said, Mrs. Seagal. He's gold tooth sucks. He said, I'm going to ask you a question. <laughs> he's like, what's that? And he was sucking on that tooth. Shit. I don't know. Hell, cuz, what happened? He goes, <laughs> what do you mean? Shit. First your movies were good, and now they suck. What's oh, up? <laughs> I bet that went and, over well. Oh, like a fart in a space yeah, suit. Yeah. We're dying. And he got up and walked away. Of course. And, uh, but yeah. And, uh, Speaking and, of ego, legendary ego, man. Him. Yeah, moving on. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's <laughs> fun. I, I knew I, you had an incident. Uh, I've had with... a, I've had an opportunity to meet, uh, you know, working in the film industry. Yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, which we'll talk about next episode, but <laughs> I've met some people that, you know, yeah. I can imagine. That, as far as it's worked Ugh. on set with them. Well, that's a good place to leave it, man. That that was fun. Uh, yeah. Glad we finally got to sit down. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to do it again. Yeah, and uh, and uh, yeah, next time when we, if I'd have known you were gonna buy breakfast, so I'd have ordered so much more, and we went somewhere really expensive. <laughs> that's why I don't tell you. I know somewhere <laughs> with a tablecloth. It's not my first rodeo. <laughs> I know, right? All right. Well, man. Jane, I appreciate it, brother. Thank I, you. I, uh, I've kept up with your episodes and and uh, really it. enjoy them, and and I, I I like each time to see where where you're going with your quality and, and <laughs> it's, as it's, far as yeah. your, 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 uh, your studio and everything. We're working so, on it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and your, your guests have, that you've had that I've watched have been great. We'll so work on it. Keep crushing it. Thank you. Appreciate so, it. But appreciate you having me. Thank you.